long before In Excess or ACDC or even the Bee Gees, there was an Australian music group who took on the world and won. Without question, The Seekers were Australia's first international smash hit. And probably the golden era was with Judith Durham singing throughout the 60s. But the original Seekers were actually an all-male group. And they date back to the 50s. And they're still going strong. Next week, they release a new album. It's called Back to Our Roots. And I'm pleased to say one of their founding members, Athel Guy, joins us on the show. Thanks for your time, Athel. Clement, it's a great pleasure. Yeah, original Seekers. I don't think a lot of people know that the original Seekers were four boys. Well, that's right, Athel. As I was growing up, I knew The Seekers as a smash hit of the 1960s and, and with Judith Durham singing. But, but it goes, the history of the band it goes back further than that. Well, we came out of uh, the rock and roll years, which you believe. See, we're about 100 years old. That's <laughs> 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 came out of rock and roll. Keith and I had our first little bebop groups, two different groups. Uh, and then Keith and I got together uh, late 1959, formed a four-boy group called The Escorts. I uh, couldn't call a group that these days, as we often say. But you know, No, no. Uh, and, and then uh, uh, our lead singer was a super singer. His name was Ken Ray. And anyway, Keith and Ken and I then joined up with Bruce Woodley uh, in late 61, early 62 to form a very fakey, skiffly, uh, bluesy, gospel group called, would you believe, The Seekers on the toss of a coin. We, uh, we fell in love with a lot of folk music, uh, you know, Pete Seeger's uh, group out of the late 50s, uh, the Weavers, who we absolutely loved, and a lot of those sort of grassroots American folk groups. And uh, that was the first uh, Seekers, the original Seekers, four boys, uh, late 1961 into 62. And then um, and we played a lot of gigs, and Ken, our elite singer, then decided he, he, he was getting married, which he did, and he couldn't come out at night with his other three mates. And that's, uh, of course, uh, the first seminal moment in our lives, really, when uh, uh, when we decided to get a girl in the group, late 1962. And, of course, that's when Judith uh, joined myself and Keith and Bruce, and, as they say, uh, the rest is history. But we, we had a lot of fun as four boys, and that's when we cut our musical teeth, really. Fortunately for us, we we were one of the early ones to decide that, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd crack a trip overseas on a shipping line, which we did. We only went away for a year. We were supposed to to just travel across uh, to England in 64. Uh, yeah, so we, we missed the countdowns uh, and the others, but we hit England in 64 uh, and just on a, you know, on a trip to England, we were supposed to come back home on the return journey. But, of course, when we got over there, we were welcomed with open arms because we could literally just, you know, with our acoustic instruments, step up and sing up and play up. You know, we, and we were welcomed into the arms of the BBC uh, you know, who just loved our folky Aussie approach. And we just got every break you could ever imagine. I, we were on British television in the late 64 when we arrived. We were on television about 30 times in six months you know, on big national television programs. So we developed quite a big profile you know, very early in the piece. Uh, we'll talk about the, the reforming of the original Seekers in just a moment, but th- these years in the 60s where you did enjoy all that success, and particularly overseas, what was with Judith Durham. What, you, as I mentioned at the, the start, that you were you were before the Bee Gees, uh, you were before the ACDCs of the world who made it big overseas. What, what was the key to breaking overseas? Well, uh, the break for us was, uh, was, as I say, that television profile. Uh, and the fact that we we just found a pigeonhole of our own, we were quite different, uh, you know. And I, as I say, as a, as a result of everything we'd learnt, really coming from the four boys, the original seekers, you know, from from 1961, uh, everything that we'd learnt in those three or four years sort of 
put a, yeah, put us in good stead. I, you know, it's not sounds a bit the tubers here, but we were very, we were really very good musicians and singers. Do you think that helped pave the way for for the Bee Gees and then others after them? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. And that that weren't their craft the same way as we did. You know, when we when we were the four boys, they were. They were the VG's three boys up in Sydney doing dance and they were about thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they were kids and they were doing exactly what we were doing, you know, and learning as they went. And uh, you know, not not dissimilar uh, sort of attitudes towards the music. But as you say, you know, I I uh, I, I pay great tribute to uh, yeah, the original seekers, uh, Keith and Bruce and myself and Ken Ray, because as I said earlier, you have to do the hard yards. You know, you have to learn your craft and. Still doesn't matter today, even in the digital world. You know, the kids that succeed will only really be the ones that you know still do the hard yards and learn their craft properly, which we did. Yeah, and they need to have the talent, which you guys certainly did. Uh, and to this day, you've decided to put it all back together again. The the original without Ken, though, but the the original Seekers, uh, and you're putting exactly. out back to our roots. Back to our roots comes out next week. What yeah, was the idea before, right. behind the album? Well, it's it's an introspective retrospective, if you like. Uh, we're into documentary mode at the moment because we've been around for an awful long time. So we decided, you know, we ought to put our own documentary together. And of course, the missing link was was music from that period when we were just four boys. Right. So we went into the studio with Michael Cristiano, our musical producer and director, and great pal, a legend in his own right down here and around Australia, plays with all the great names around Australia. And Michael, you know, said to us, we'll lay a few tracks now because we need to emulate what that sound was like. Ken, uh, it would have been nice to have Ken join us. He's still around. In fact, we're meeting up with him next week, but he wasn't singing anymore. So Michael really sort of has taken Ken's place to recreate you know, that sound that the four boys had, uh, you know, back in the, the late 50s, early 60s. You know, and as I say, you know, songs like, uh, uh, would you believe, yeah, <laughs> Good Night Irene, Worried Man Blues, very stiffly we were. You'll hear that on the yep. album. Uh, but also we played, we, we, we wanted to play a few songs that would have been great to have in those days. Uh, that were, were written well after that, of course, uh, like the Travelling Wilburys. You know, Wilburys, it's all right. There's a version of that on the album, which I love. Uh, you'll be playing across the country in October, and I'll share those dates with our listeners a little later in the program in Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane Brilliant. as well. One last question for you, Athol. There's been a lot of debate in the last week in concerning football about the national yeah. anthem, Advance Australia Fair, and, and I note that there is a version of I Am Australian on the album, which, of course, the Seekers are very well known for. There is. Yeah, when, absolutely. When the issue does come up of the national anthem, often I Am Australian is cited as potentially a better anthem than our current one. How, how do you react to that? Well, look, uh, it's pretty subjective, isn't it? But for us, I think, uh, you know, the, coming around 180 degrees, the objectivity for us is uh, in, <laughs> it's a great song and we, and we sing it all around the world and people people sing the chorus like it's their own. doesn't matter what country they're in. The verses are all, you know, very odds. But as I've said to the boys, we don't want it to be the national anthem because, we, you know, we won't be able to sing it in our concerts, man, because <laughs> you don't go out and sing your national <laughs> anthem in any shows. <laughs> no. So we keep it up our sleeve as a very personalised, uh, very precious song and uh, embraced, as you, as you say, Clinton, by all Australians. And I think that was a fantastic bit of talent that Bruce showed in terms of going around talking to our Indigenous friends all groups of Australians to make sure that he absolutely got it right. God, God, he certainly got it right. It is certainly a song that unites Australians, I think. Uh, the album is out next week. It's the original Seekers Back to Our Roots, available from next week. Uh, Athel Guy, thanks so much for joining us on the program. 
Oh, great pleasure, Clinton. G'day to everybody. Athel Guy from the Seekers.